This is Steven. And this is Tracy. And this is the Just the Two of Us podcast. following platforms apple podcast google play spotify tune in stitcher soundcloud and podbean just search just the two of us podcast follow us on social media on facebook just the two of us podcast or on twitter we can be found at jttou podcast or follow us individually. You can find Steven at Nipsey, N-I-P-S-E-Y, or follow Tracy at Trayrific, T-R-A-Y-R-I-F-I-C. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Hey, Hi, Steven. How you doing? <laughs> Why are you saying hey like we don't like like live together, live together like, <laughs> see, see each other every day? I don't know. Just seems nice to say hi. Oh, okay, you know, being friendly. It's <laughs> <laughs> nice to know. <laughs> well, 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 family, we are back. We are back. We are back, and we have a wonderful episode for you that we hope that you will enjoy um, tonight today, whenever you're listening to this, we are going to talk about, drum roll, Star Trek Discovery, yes, season three, (laughs) (laughs) he held up fingers, I was like, what are those fingers for, I'm so confused, Um, yeah, Star Trek Discovery, season three, yes, Um, yes, we are going to talk about it, we're going to talk about the first four episodes yeah first four episodes uh the season we just thought it'd be a good good opportunity to kind of like reset see where we are on this show that we we watch diligently every week mm-hmm. and uh it thought it'd be fun to kind of go through the episodes and a lot of stuff has changed from last season so it thought it'd be cool to like kind of talk about these first four episodes there's going to be 13 episodes in season three so it's, it's a nice to take it like you know, take this opportunity to go through the first four and like a mm-hmm. like a one third chunk, and um, you know discuss our likes, dislikes, and interesting themes that we've uh, you know come about or discovered uh, during the show. All right, yes, that's what we're gonna do. Um, so we'll preface this um, with the fact that there will be spoilers. Yes, if you haven't watched. Seasons one, two, <laughs> and episodes one through four of season three, <laughs> then these are going to be spoilers. So, yes. but I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, I mean, you probably have already watched them. It's not like we're we're dropping it five minutes after the last episode, right? So, right, yeah. So, yes, yeah, spoilers. So, just um, be aware of that. And uh, yeah, we're gonna get started, and we're just gonna go through each episode starting with season uh, not season one but episode one <laughs> yeah so as we last saw the discovery crew at the end of season two they had jumped 930 years into the future to um 
you know, save this, to stop the control from getting this this technology Mm -hmm. because I guess control would somehow take over the universe if it had access to this technology. So they, they, the plan was to, Michael was going to use the space suit, uh, the time suit to jump into the future and lead Discovery there as well. Mm -hmm. And they're going to meet up in the future. Well, the first episode starts off with uh, Michael getting to the future and landing on a planet, but it's not the planet they were expecting to land on. And then Discovery is nowhere to be found. So Michael, you know, meets this guy called Book, who is a courier who transports stolen cargo, and she, you know, convinces him to help her get to a communication. I guess what communication station, so she yeah. can try to contact the the discovery and he takes her to this marketplace where people are trading and buying and, and different goods and he essentially sets her up to get caught um by the people who are running up whatever this marketplace mm-hmm. is and eventually i mean long story short is they they eventually uh escape from the the people who had control of this marketplace and Michael, you know, discovers that Book really isn't a bad guy. He's mm-hmm. actually a guy who's trying to save the, you know, the endangered species of the universe. <laughs> He's like a Greenpeace type, <laughs> international Greenpeace guy. Mm-hmm. And with him, uh, you know, he takes her to this uh, Federation, I guess, space station has been abandoned. Right. And, and, you know, she finds out that, you know, earlier in the episode, she found out that everyone... You know, there was no more war power mm-hmm. because of something called the burn that happened 100 years before and there was no more federation no more starfleet so she went to the space station and was trying to find help from someone who was a descendant of federation officers to help find discovery right and that's kind of like the short quick and dirty of it mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. of that episode mm-hmm. and i just had a few questions well, now a few questions. I have, I have a comment first. Okay. It goes back to season two. Because I was trying to figure out why... Well, first of all, I, I, I didn't understand why they... I still wasn't clear why they had to jump to the future. I really still didn't understand that. Yeah. If control was destroyed... Right. Why did they have to jump to the future in the first place? They jumped to the future because they didn't want control to get access to this technology, blah, blah, blah. Right. And... The control was destroying. And not only that, Georgiou was the one who, like, destroyed Leland, who was right. the embodiment of control. Right. And she seemed to do that pretty, rather easily. Right. <laughs> when she, she locked him in the, in the, in the little pod that yeah. Stamets uses to do the spore jump. And then, you know, she did something to change the gravity in there and destroy his metal components. Right. And I just thought that was kind of like, I don't know, too simple a solution. And it also didn't require him to go back go to the future so that was weird but i will say though them going to the future about allows them to avoid the continuity problems of the show yeah of it being like a prequel so i'm kind of happy about that mm-hmm. because people complain about oh you, you know why didn't spock ever mention having a sister and then why does the technology look better and, and there's all this stupid right. stuff about continuity so now they can avoid that mm-hmm. so essentially now it's kind of like to me it's kind of like Voyager, in a sense, these people are now in an unknown part of space, even though it's yeah. a known part of space, but it's the, it's the future. Yeah. And they're the only Federation ship left. Right. And I think that's cool. But I also 
like the new direction of mm-hmm. and then at least in the first episode how we got to see this marketplace that had you know they had the orion syndicate running things with andorians they had all these species and it was kind of a gritty star wars type you know you know cantina right you yeah, know type cool. thing you know you got the the wretched and the the villainy <laughs> And that that was that was cool. Like, what did you think about like that aspect of uh, the marketplace? Yeah, specifically. Yeah, like that that was cool. That was different. Um, it reminded me of something. Um, it reminded me a little. Alter carbon. Yes. Yeah, it did remind me of that a little bit. Yeah. And then what did I watch? Where they went to? It was was it on Discovery? They went to. Uh, another planet. Okay. Oh, that was kind of. Where did they go? Oh yeah, they were, they went to get some information for the Klingon. Like yeah, Jojo was there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I don't remember. Was it the Klingon planet? No. Well, no. You know what it was? It was. It wasn't. Yeah, it was like a Klingon like moon or something. It's something that like I think the Klingons had like control over or jurisdiction okay. over because it was yeah it was kind of like a. Mm-hmm. A hodgepodge of like people there living. Yeah, right. It was, it was like, like a mining all, colony. Yeah, or and it was yeah something like that. That's what it. That's what it reminded me of at first. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Overall, I mean, I don't have much to say about that. Yeah, yeah I, I, I was like, it was cool. It's yeah. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> like one one thing I was cool because like I also liked about the episode. I'm just gonna kind of give mm-hmm. you my likes. Yeah, go ahead. Was Burnham being high? intoxicated under the influence whatever you want to say yeah um when when they you know the the guard sprayed her with some stuff because they right. were trying to get the truth serum truth, to get right. the truth out of her and i love that like sonequa was able to play a different shade of burnham that she's played the first two seasons of the show because like mm-hmm. essentially the first two seasons of the show like burnham was just like Debbie Downer. She was on that. <laughs> yeah. Like every time, it's like it was always her just like being like upset and distraught, and mm-hmm. then like trying to, you know, I always have to sacrifice myself for everybody. And it was right. like it was like she wasn't doing anything different. Each episode was the same. Mm-hmm. And her playing, you know, being high in that moment, the character being high was like funny. Like she was funny. You yeah. Know, she was, you know, telling jokes and 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 it was a nice romp when her and Book were trying to get away. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was going on. So I really like that because I feel like her character needs to lighten up more. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I understand the first season, you know, she carried the weight of, quote unquote, starting the, the Klingon War. Right. And the second season, she was worrying about Spock the entire season. Right. But it's like, nah, okay, girl, like, you need to chill out. Yeah. So I, I like that part of it. I mean, that was, to me, it was like probably the most memorable part of that episode was essentially just her lightening up and it's kind of mm-hmm. in in that entire episode we didn't see any of the other uh Brit, the crew, crew of the yeah. discovery so it's just her and book mm-hmm. and so it was, it was a nice feel to the episode um overall like that episode was kind of like yeah like it wasn't blah to me it was just it was okay it was just okay like um and then and it was fine because you know like you said, there's going to be 13 episodes. So I don't, I'm somebody when I watch TV, I don't always need the first episode of a new season to be like, like just 
jumping out of the gate doing so I don't I don't need that if it happens cool but if not I don't you know I'm like well let me wait till the rest of the season maybe it's gonna build up and get better and better and better so um for me the episode was just it was just okay it kind of set the tone and um you know she's in this new place and this planet doesn't have a name right they just this planet where they are no I think they said the planet they said the name of the planet. I don't remember what oh, it was. Oh, okay, because I can't remember. It wasn't. Ter- I know it wasn't Terrisium or whatever it was. Yeah, Terrisium. It wasn't that planet. That's yeah. The planet they were well, the to. second episode they said it was called the people called it the colony, but they they never knew where it was. The people that they met in the bar. Well, not that they met in the bar when they followed the guy yeah. and then yeah, the crew. Once we see the crew, um, <clears throat> but yeah. So anyway, this episode was um, overall it was okay. Um, yeah, I I wasn't like. Um, you know, I wasn't like, woo, this is the best, you know, or anything like that. Um, I like the addition of the, you probably know the actor's name, book, the actual actor. David Ajala. Yeah, I like uh, the addition to, of him. Um, he's cool. I like their chemistry. I like their chemistry yeah, also. They had great chemistry together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, sometimes, though, this was this is just a pet peeve of mine with any show that has, like, you know, you know, there's going to be this love interest or love connection, if you will, between, you know, two main characters in this kind of instance. Sometimes I wish like, instead of letting that build up, because <laughs> you, you just like know what's going to happen. I wish sometimes they would just start off the gate with two people just like, just like they like each other. It's like very clear right. and they just like, Go for it. Something Every now and then you see that in a show, they will do that. And it's kind of, you know, it's it's nice because it's not the typical standard thing that a lot of shows do. But yeah, like the whole build up and the flirting, and, you know, it, it gets kind of played for me. So that I wish like was different. But um, other than that, yeah, I do like their chemistry. And um, yeah, I was going to say like it was really interesting how they had his character be this like you said this like kind of green piece like save the animals kind of character i was going to ask you had you ever because you watch way more star trek than i do like have you ever seen a character like that like a like this courier and like he's into like saving the animals because you know i know star trek kind of repeats stuff here and there yeah like on the sly i mean they've, they've had characters or, or, or plot lines where it was um you know it's clear the focus or theme was about you know, environmental stuff. And, mm-hmm. like, you know, they had one episode where um, scientists came on board the Enterprise and Next Generation and said, like, you're, you're traveling, you know, people, ships traveling at light speed throughout the universe. It's, mm-hmm. like, destroying the universe. It's kind of mm-hmm. like thinking about how in current times about, you know, carbon emissions and mm-hmm. planes and things like that and mm-hmm. and the, you know, the damage that it causes to the ozone layer and things like that. So they had an right. episode like that. So they've, they've had a couple of episodes where they talked about those types of themes of conservation and mm-hmm. and endangered things, but not, okay. not specifically like, like this a, this particular character, right. but that, that's a theme that's been played with before in previous okay. Star Treks. Okay, cool. Well, that's kind of all I got on this <laughs> first episode. Right, I, I, if you have more questions, that's... Well, yeah, I, yeah. Have, I have one more question because like, if you watch the episode... You know, in the first act before the the credits, where Burnham, you know, she lands and then you know she's doing something to the suit and then she mm-hmm. gets the the message from the suit saying like the wormhole is closing or mm-hmm. whatever it is, and then she like sets the suit to go up and distress, 
you know, self-destruct. Yeah. I have no idea why she did that. Like, don't you think she would, would need to have this time suit in the future just in case? I, I didn't understand that either. I don't understand. Like, why did she have to destroy it? Is it because she needed to destroy it to make sure that no one gets access to the to suit or Susu. control or go back in time? I, I, it, it wasn't clear to me. Yeah, I didn't understand that either. Back to your thing, though, what you said. That's what I was going to say about control. Well, it was in a later episode. Uh, was it maybe even episode four? Where, um, what's going to call it? Uh, Saru talks about like the computer system and is it something from control that's in their computer system and that's why they had to leave the current present because he mentioned something about like you know when he gets the idea or we can talk about later but like he mentioned something later on so maybe that's why they had to leave because they actually have like this leftover if you will Okay. Of control in their system. Sure, maybe there's on the some, ship somewhere. Some artifact code. Yeah. That exists, but anyway, yeah, that's yeah. that's what I was gonna say about that. Okay. So yeah. Well, that was that was episode one of the season, and episode two is when we finally get to see the mm-hmm. discovery. Right. Discovery like crash lands <clears throat> on a glacier, mm-hmm. and the ship <clears throat> is damaged, and you know it's the typical Star Trek. Ship crashes, people fly over the place, mm-hmm. rocks inexplicably <laughs> come out of metal console. Which is <laughs> the craziest thing, a Star Trek thing, rocks come out, where'd that come from? I read it. And then Detmer, you know, you know, Kayla, the the pilot, hits her head. Um, and then, you know, with Saru being the acting captain, like his goal is to, like the ship repaired, mm-hmm. but they realize that there's a there's a there's a colony of people not not too far away. So the him and Tilly decide to go the colony to see if they could get some help with their repairs Mm -hmm. all the while still trying to not let the people know who they really are they're from the uh that they're from the past Mm -hmm. they encounter some miners who are being oppressed by a courier named zare i think it was zare and yeah zare and basically like the local like you know warlord you know Mm -hmm. mobster guy who kind of runs things uh he shows up and then you know, he does, he kills a couple of people and, and tells Saru, like, hey, you're going to give us all your dilithium mm-hmm. or, you know, you're going to go back to your... And he tells Tilly, Tilly's going to go get it or else I'm going to kill Saru. Georgiou mm-hmm. shows up. Yeah. <laughs> she, like, you know, <laughs> does her Georgiou thing. <laughs> Basically. And, you know, f- somehow they, you know, they're able to get out of this situation with this guy and they return back to the ship with all the you know all the help they needed to get the ship fixed. Mm-hmm. And while they're trying to get out of the glacier, because the, the ship is becoming more and more encased in ice. Right, the ice well, is parasitic. Right, parasitic so it's like, ice. Well, yeah. Um, Burnham shows up with, in Book's ship and mm-hmm. helps tow them out of the ice. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Hey, it's me." It's me. <laughs> and then she's like, "Hey, it's been a year." They're like, "What? what? A year?" <laughs> yeah. So that's essentially what happened in that episode. Mm-hmm. And. That episode was okay. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I I liked. Well, I like Georgiou, so I like that was a that's a great thing about Georgiou's character, she's Emperor Georgiou, and not the Captain Georgiou. Right. That she's like, she's funny because she doesn't care what anybody thinks. Mm-hmm. She's menacing because like you are always afraid that she's going to kill you at any moment. You <laughs> yeah. Know? And she she doesn't mince words, and she takes care of business. Like she she went into the bar or whatever the miners were and. You know, rescue Tilly and Saru because mm-hmm. she like she 
kick butt, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so it was a good showcase for Georgiou. Yeah. Um, I do have to say something about that, though, yeah, about her. Ahead. Well, yeah, my thing with that, uh, with her, and I guess I feel like it's just going to continue throughout the season. Um, yeah, like, I'm already a little bit annoyed at her, like, jumping the gun, though. I do like that, you know, she kind of comes in guns blazing, you know, just doing her thing because she just, whatever. That's just kind of what she's used to. But, like, yeah, um, I don't know. I was getting a little peeved with her, like, you know, when the ship crashed and they're trying to figure out, like, you know, how to get everything back online. You know, they're trying to assess the ship and... Um, it was a point where Saru goes up to the one, um, the guy, the black guy. The black guy. Wow. I know the black guy. You know the black guy's name. I don't. That's racist right there. Man. Is it racist? It is racist. It's wow. <laughs> I cannot think of his name. Um, but anyway, he's like trying to like assess whatever. And he's like, oh, it's going to be like six hours until we like fix this or right. whatever. It's not a fix. It's like, he has to like rebuild this, whatever. So, and she was just like, what? You said there's no comms and like, we need to get comms. Like that, you know, that insistence on like, kind of basically, I don't know. It's like, is she doing it because it's Saru? Well, Saru, yeah. however you want to pronounce it. Like, is she doing it because of him or is I mean, she kind of just does it to everybody. So I don't know if it's specifically because it's Saru and her whole thing with the Kelpians, you know, from her time, you know, that whole thing. But yeah, I just kind of feel like it, it it's kind of like, yo, y'all just crashed. <laughs> like, how do you expect there to be like comms working? Like y'all like really, this is not like some little simple crash it was like a crash right and i don't know it was just a little annoying like that whole episode was a little bit annoying to me i usually don't have a problem with her but like i don't know for some reason it was just kind of like okay you're doing stuff that just seems a little bit you know just you're just being too controlling i guess in the sense like you're just trying to just say things that like or demand people do things rather and it's like come on like well, be I'll, a little bit realistic go ahead sorry I'll, I'll tell you what it is with with Georgiou like she's from the mirror universe where she yeah. was an emperor so she was like the the head queen of it all it's season three though <laughs> no well, well season three but I mean the timeline of the show I mean how how long has it really been it's been like a few weeks or months what do you mean through so what months with her being a part of this crew yeah, from the from the end of season two and season one, where she was on the ship, and then like that was only like a period of weeks. That whole stuff was season two with Spock and the Red Angel. Like that wasn't that long. That that whole season took place over the span of a few a few weeks. How how do you gather that? Where do you have that information? <laughs> just by context tools of, of watching the show. I mean, you just know like. It wasn't like any situation where this is like six months later because as soon as season one ended and they got back from the mirror universe into the prime universe is when they, you know, ran uh, ran into the Enterprise with Captain Pike. So, I mean, that was like immediate. That wasn't like, oh, that was like six months later. So they ran into the Enterprise with Captain Pike. And then that whole story from season two went on. And it was only a few weeks. It wasn't because they kept talking about the the star dates and it was jumping around. Like that wasn't like, oh, this is six months later. So it was 
they, they all these things have happened pretty close in time. But the thing I was going to say about Georgiou was she, since her being someone from the, the mirror universe, universe, she's used to getting her own way and getting it done. And she's not about paperwork and bureaucracy. I mean, that's what Starfleet is. It's like a Starfleet's a military operation. You know, it's, it's like, oh, you have to do this. You have to get approval for this. You have to do this. And she ain't about that. She's like, look, we... We need to get up out of it. We need to get weapons online. We don't know what's out there because she is someone who lived in the world of someone was always trying to kill you. I mean, that's how emperors became emperors because they killed the previous emperor. So she was someone who was always about, okay, I need to make sure I'm protected. What do I need to do? And, oh, six hours? Like, no, 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 no. You need to get this done now. We need to get online because that's how she is. So that's She that can be like her. that all she wants to, but it just is kind of... I don't know. I find when again, this is not just specific to her character, but I just find when characters are like that on TV shows, it's it's just so silly to me. Like I don't know. I don't. I don't. I I don't know. It, it's I know it's not realistic, obviously, but it just seems. I think it's realistic in a sense of this show with her character specifically. I'm not talking about generally other TV shows. No, but I know with her character of she's not Starfleet. She is a rogue crazy killer psychopathic person and she doesn't you know she doesn't play by the rules i mean that's it's, it's cliche <laughs> but, but but for her character it makes sense that she's like that it makes sense that she's like what to, to to me on my on the other hand i don't think it makes sense that they haven't thrown her butt in the brig yet now that well, that's, see, a question there we go. Be, that's a question you should be asking not because why is she always impatient and want people to get stuff done it should be more like well haven't they thrown her in the brig yet like I mean, you can't really trust her. Like, yeah, she's helping you now, but there's no way you can trust this woman long term. You you really shouldn't trust her long term. I mean, and it's it's weird. I mean, maybe it's part of it is because not everyone knows that she's Emperor Georgiou. Like, I mm-hmm. think the only people who know is like the bridge crew. Yeah, the, I think the bridge yeah. crew is the only crew that knows. So the rest of the the crew, which is I think they announced in the episode how many there were, like 66 people or something like that. I think. Mm, 77? 70, something like 83, that. 83? Something like that? Okay, you're just going to name different, <laughs> different numbers. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I think, yeah. So, only a handful of people know who she really is. So, mm-hmm. I guess maybe that's why we just can't throw her in the brig because people are going to start asking They're gonna questions. They're going to ask questions, sure. <laughs> like, why no, did you I throw mean, the captain I mean, in the brig? Yeah, that, you know? I understand that. Yeah, I mean, I understand that, but, like, I still. Look, I'm still going to be annoyed if she's just going to continue to question everything. Because after a while, I'm just going to be like, somebody's got to sit up there and be like, well, why are you here? Why did you come here? Did someone say that? Somebody did say that. why are you here? Somebody did say that. (laughs) Yeah. Wasn't it Michael, I think, that said, why are you here? Or was it Tilly? No. Oh, no, no, it was Khan. Or not. Khan. Khan. I'm saying Khan. Yeah. When I see it. In the thing, it's K N A N. Yeah, the so. woman who was on on the Enterprise who transferred. Yeah, yeah, like she asked that, and <laughs> I'm like, exactly. Like, why are you here if you're gonna like question everything? At just some point, it's like I already see it getting really annoying if she's gonna question and and try to like just go at Saru or whoever every every single time. I just think that gets like, yo, well, just go off on your own and do whatever you want to do. Then, like, well, I think we're gonna. 
end up with that at some point. Probably. <laughs> I think that's what's going to happen. <laughs> Maybe they're setting it up. <laughs> well, one thing, uh, Georgiou, are you done with Georgiou? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Georgiou aside, so this is one thing, and it's going to play out a little bit more in the next episodes. Mm-hmm. One thing, I, it's like, during the crash, Detmer, like, flips out of her chair. Right. And hits yeah. her head. And then she's just kind of like wandering around in like a fog and she's like, yeah. you don't even know what's wrong with her. I'm like, what happened yeah. to her? Was she like taken over by an alien because it's Star Trek? That's what you think, yeah. And then like, <laughs> and then they tell her to go to, to sick bay, bay yeah. and then she's still in a little fog and like they fix her up and it's like, okay, what's 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 wrong with you, chick? But beside that, she goes in, into the sick bay and I'm, I have a question for you. Okay. Who's the head doctor on this ship? Who's the chief <laughs> medical officer on the USS Discovery? Ladies and gentlemen, he's already asked me that, and I have no answer. I mean, is it, <laughs> I still don't. Is it Colbert? Maybe or it was is supposed it, to be Colbert. Or is it the black woman? Because I, I feel like it was supposed to be Colbert until he got like whatever, you know. Because they haven't made it clear who's the chief medical officer. Because the black woman's there, and then when Colbert was like a, a speck of space dust floating through the yeah, during floating through the cosmos, yeah, right. she was like the head. You know, yeah, she, she was came, the doctor. Yeah, but now they're both there, and I'm like, okay, which one do you is the chief medical? officer? And they don't really officer? give her a lot of shine, you know, in terms of the screen time. So it's kind of like, eh, I don't know. Yeah, so that's kind of to me that's kind of annoying. Yeah, about the show, it's like, okay, who's Who's the the head doctor here? Yeah. So, yeah, the whole Detmer thing, that that was weird in the whole episode. Um, What was your next? Were you going to make another thing about? No. Well, I was just going to say the whole Detmer thing. We'll revisit it in in another episode. But I just feel like it's a waste of time. Where, you know, she's just kind of wandering around, mm-hmm. you know, in a daze, like she has like a concussion and... Yeah, and then she just... checks out, she's fine, but it's still weird. Yeah. And I was, tr- and I forgot to look back at the first episode, or even the second episode for They Crash, to see, I think her like bionic piece, that thing is like moved right. on her face. Yeah. But I forgot to look, but I think it's like out of whack. So I thought there was going to be something with that, because she was like bleeding kind of like from that area so i thought something was going to be like a jar a jar with that but then like they didn't even like really check that out when she went to sickbay so i don't even i don't even know um i'm just going to bring up a couple points and you can comment on these points um about this episode i i just had like pet peeves with this episode for some reason it was okay it was an okay episode again um i i liked it more than the first episode but um, I I was going to say, Paul, you know, Stamets, when he, like, they wake him up or whatever, and then they have to move into this, like, regeneration chamber or whatever. I just hate when people who get hurt, they always, like, no, I got to get up. I got to work. And, and clearly they're, like, ugh, I hate, like, I that trope. I just want somebody to be, like, yeah, like, I can't move. Like, I'm you know, out of it. Like, I, I wish I could help, but I just can't. I wish people would be, I, I just want that slightly real moment. Again, I know this is not real, <laughs> but I just sometimes want the real moments because it's just that trope of injured people, like severely injured people, like, no, let me get out of the bed and work. Like, you can't, like, go sit down. Like, I hate that. Um, <laughs> Have a seat. The second one, uh, I just want to note, Tig Nataro, um, I real, I found out her name is Jet. Um, yeah. 
I didn't know her name was Jet. It's like Jet Reno. They've been saying it since she's been on the show. I have not paid attention. Oh my Clearly, gosh. I have not noticed. Well, because I watched the with captions on, so now I can read and see everybody's name. Yeah, Jet Reno. Okay. There's so much of these shows. I'll just say, when we watch these shows, I really do need to watch them over again. I watch, you know, that's why I had to watch these last three episodes over again because I just miss so much stuff and names. I always miss people's names. Like I, I'm never, I'm any show doesn't matter miss people's names all the time but anyway jet i love jet hilarious like she has some great comedy here um in this episode i feel like she's a character that she's supposed to be their version of dr mccoy yeah maybe, she's yeah. her acerbic you know mm-hmm. sarcastic humor right and it, it's it's she offers a nice col- color to the show as far as like a different you know, a, a, a different modulation of like the typical dialogue and stuff. Yeah, you know? like I like that. I had to write down this little part where you know Stamets is in the Jeffrey's tube. He got her or whatever, and he, but he fixes the ship or whatever. And she, I don't know what he said first, and then he, she's like, "Back at you, Bobcat." And Colbert's there, and he's like, "Bobcat." And she's like, "I don't know. I'm on drugs." Like that was just <laughs> that was just so like she delivers like the com- I mean, she's there for the comedy. Clearly, like she's just so good um, with that. The other thing I was going to say about this episode, uh, the Zara or Zara, the the yes. bad guy, he was annoying. Like watching this back again, I was like, yeah, he's annoying. He spoke so slow and I didn't, I didn't enjoy that dramatic effect of his slow speaking. <laughs> so that's all I had to say about that. Otherwise it was a, it was a good, good episode. I liked the, the feel good moment, the reunion I was very excited. They, you know, although... One more thing, I will say, I was surprised they reunited with uh, Michael, or Michael reunited yeah. with them so quickly. Yeah. I kind of thought that would be in, se- not season two, I keep wanting to say season, in episode three. I kind of thought they would stretch it out a little bit more, but it was still cute, still feel good moment. I was very excited. So that was nice. Anyway. Well... To that point of them reuniting, that's what happened in episode three, mm-hmm. where you know we we catch up, we find out that Burnham has been there for a year before Discovery showed up, mm-hmm. and she was working with Book for a year as a right. courier, just her and him, just two <laughs> young, hot, sexy people working in in close quarters with Grudge the cat, with Grudge the cat, <laughs> just getting closer and doing these runs. And apparently, why are you talking like this? I'm just, I'm just making a commentary on their relationship. <laughs> but apparently, she found time to get some uh, micro braids, <laughs> which I hate, by the way. Like, how does she? Where does she go to get these braids? Does she go to I like a, like a, like a bullion barber? Like that guy used to be the barber on I, the Enterprise. I wish I would have shown her getting those braids. <laughs> I would have loved to see. Like, like she I, just showed up. With, she just had braids after a year. I'm like, girl, where'd you get these braids from? <laughs> like, is, and is it really like? Is it? And how do they make braids in the future? Like, in, <laughs> right. in the year whatever thirty one eighty eight. Is nah, it because? Know. Is it like they create? You know, a replicator to create fake hair for her, oh, or hmm. do they Maybe. actually give her some injection to make real hair to grow, grow in her head? Yeah, I don't know. Because we don't have that capability now. People get fake hair, you know? I mean, some people have their hair grow long, but, I mean, it's a lot quicker to just get yeah, hair so attached. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I hate her wig. 
it is clearly a wig. It's so bad. I'm like, y'all hair person needs to go on YouTube and watch the people, watch the girls do the braided wigs. They look so much more realistic. Uh, every time I see it, I'm like, it just looks like a hat on her head with like braids. I don't know. Anyway. Well, she's got this 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 new hair, mm. and you know we we find out that she's been working with Book, and Saru becomes the captain. They essentially just mm-hmm. say, "Okay, you're the captain," which makes all the sense in the world mm-hmm. that he should be the captain. And they decide that in order to protect the the dilithium from scan, so people don't know they have all these dilithium crystals. They decided to hide it on Book's ship for safety, mm-hmm. and then using their spore drive, they jumped to Earth mm-hmm. and try to find this this communication uh, transmission that Burnham had discovered from someone called Admiral Senatal. Mm-hmm. And while they're there, they're tracked by some Dilithium bandits, bandits, sorry, mm-hmm. <laughs> who attempt to uh, you know take the Dilithium from. Uh, discovery. Meanwhile, the Earth Defense Force, the people on Earth, they come up and then they're saying, why are you here? Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's just like a three-way standoff. Right. Uh, eventually, Burnham and Book are able to trick the, the bandits by capturing their leader and they were able to negotiate a truce to this situation where the bandits, I guess, were occupants of some moon and when the when the burn happened or they ran out of supplies and it turns out that it was pretty much a big misunderstanding with the people of right. earth <laughs> where right. they, they were at, they were at war for years and it was pretty much kind of like they just thought they had banded each other and yeah so they were able the, the discovery crew was able to negotiate like a peace between the two parties yeah and also someone comes aboard the ship a young investigator that was part of the defense force named adira and she says that she is the host of Senatile Symbiont mm-hmm. and is connected to his memories. And that was like a lot to happen in that episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, I wasn't too much of a fan of that episode. Okay. It's like little nitpick things. Yeah. And I know I just kind of rushed through the summary, but if you guys have already watched the show, you already know what happened. So, um. I mean, one thing that was and it was kind of cool was actually the the aliens. Well, they weren't aliens, but you know the two sides, the two factions fighting, and they had a dispute. That was sort of like a classic Star Trek type story. Yeah, like, I felt that way. It was too. like a typical. Oh, we got these two sides of of opposing viewpoints, and right. if they could just see that they're more alike than they are different, yeah, that they could come to some compromise to help each other out yeah so in that sense it was it was cool they kind of took it back to what you one would say was the essence of yeah of star trek um but other than that like it wasn't much that i that i liked i mean i liked you know i still like the chemistry every book and burnham and then mm-hmm. you can you see in this episode at, at that they have after spending a year together, they had this good chemistry and they got these little inside jokes mm-hmm. and they had these different experiences together. Right. And then I'm just watching these scenes with Book and Burner. I'm just like, okay, so when are they going to do it? Oh, my God. That's, that's all <laughs> so I'm that's wondering. What, that's, yeah, everybody, I'm at sure. What, at what point are, are they going, going to do it? So I'm wondering <laughs> that's going to happen. But at the end of the episode, Book left. Right. So I'm assuming we're going to see him again. 
but as of now we 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 don't we don't know what's going to happen to him mm-hmm. um one thing i said also i didn't like was the whole detmer thing because now it's like yeah. is it you know what's cool is she having ptsd if there's a concussion i kind of like continue that yeah and this is like such a minor like an uninteresting plot line for yeah. them to like continue from episode to yeah. episode without any explanation of what's going on because mm-hmm. if they were able to treat her with this technology and and see that she wasn't injured or they treated whatever happened to her in the, in the sick bay then why is she still like stopping and yeah, like spaced looking out and, and like whatever. spaced out and people have to say Kayla Kayla right and, you know and yeah. that was weird and the whole trill thing i mean we'll, mm-hmm. we'll discuss it more in episode four but with yeah. adira so adira announces that's kind of like the cliffhanger at the end of the episode like yeah. you know she has uh you know the trill symbiont in her mm-hmm. and i'm like so just anyone could just be like you know anyone <laughs> could be a host now yeah i mean where they do that at <laughs> from what i could tell adira's human yeah and they did address that and that, that's when they introduced kind of like the concept of the Trills and Simeons was in the Next Generation episode where mm-hmm. Riker took on the symbiont of someone who was on the ship and the host body was killed and they needed this, you know, Riker to take over the symbiont. But that also happened in, you know, in the timeline of things in the Next Generation's uh, 23rd century or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. So you can see maybe they had the technology to do that then. Right. Um, but it's just kind of... I don't know, it's just kind of weird that they, they did that because the whole time when they talked about trills during Deep Space Nine, it was a big deal about like only certain people could be in tri- have to trill symbiote. Right. And it, it, was, it was such an interesting thing. Yeah. Um, this episode, okay, so this is like, I am not a like hardcore, <laughs> by any means, hardcore Star Trek fan. I've watched a lot of Star Trek, but yeah, I, you know, I just, I just treat it like a show. Okay, so anyway, I'm going to ask this. With the dilithium, yes. this was something that was confusing to me because oh. I, again, I don't know. Yeah. So with the dilithium, I thought it was kind of weird that we're talking about like hoarding this mm, crystal. <laughs> okay. Um, 930 years into the future. Right. So why, pray tell, do they still use it? Like, why haven't they developed something else to power their ships, do whatever they do with it? Like, I, I don't, I, I was kind of like, this is weird, right? That we're hoarding this thing. Well, my assumption is, based on the context clues given in the show, it's like they they haven't been able to develop a suitable substitute for dilithium. Because dilithium allows the ships to go warp power right okay you yeah. can still fly in ships you just can't travel by warp you could travel uh-huh. by impulse or like the slipstream or whatever it is but there's those are slower methods of of travel mm-hmm. apparently in in the world or universe of star trek dilithium is what you need to travel at warp okay and if they can't find a suitable substitute for for a dilithium mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to travel at warp so okay. I just assumption is they haven't been able to develop a, a substitute for the lithium. I mean, it's a it's a it's a metal. It's like, like really far in the future to not have. I don't know. It's just, first it's, of all, the lithium's not even real. Okay. So I like, know, but I'm saying in the context of their 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 world, that's interesting. I thought it was interesting. That's all I'm just saying. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, like, look at it in the sense of 
like let's say today that all fossil fuels disappear from the face of the earth, sure. right? Okay. So there's no more fossil fuels. Sure. So the only method of transportation is you could do electric. So you could probably do electric vehicles like cars and stuff. Right. But ships, ships won't be able to travel because electric, you know, you're not going to have be able to develop enough electrical charge to be able to power a ship. Right. Or mm-hmm. to power an airplane. Mm-hmm. You know, people going to be on ships with like, you know, sales like it was in the 1800s right so think of it in that context so if if there is no fossil fuels and yeah you you can still travel you won't be able to travel as far fast like basically plane travel will be just done at this point Mm -hmm. like there's no one's going to be able to fly from new york to la in four hours four and a half hours anymore five hours Mm -hmm. because of that so yeah you're going to say, why haven't they... I mean, we've had fossil fuels for like 200 years. Are you going to say, well, why haven't they figured out fossil fuels? No. I mean, a substitute. Well, I I figured if it was so scarce, though. Like, if it just... Well, I don't know. Well, it, saying, it's, if, it's, 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 this is like... This is not 2020. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is like... This is like Star Trek takes place like way in the future. I don't know. Like, people are freaking smart. Like, I, I'm just surprised. Well, like, But also think about it like this, though. Like, it's a vast universe with, like, thousands and thousands of planets and worlds. You're making my case. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, but my point is you can't travel to other worlds easily to get the resources to be able to develop. Like, if you want to develop a, a substitute If you don't source, have that lithium. But right. presumably they did before the burn. Yeah, everyone had dilithium. The burn was what happened where dilithium like was destroyed so spontaneously. I guess that's what I'm saying too. Like that there was nothing in those amount of years. Like you know, like after, like you know, once uh, Discovery left, obviously they jumped quite a few. I'm just thinking, like let's think, let's just say 400 plus years. Like before, you know, the time they skipped over. Like I'm just surprised. Like with. I'm just wondering, is it because, oh, we're just, we just are always going to have dilithium, so we don't have to develop? Is that, like, kind of, like, why they ended up getting to this point in the future where, oh, snap, like, the burn happened and, like, Maybe. we don't have anything else? Yeah, because they were just, like, dilithium's everywhere. It's cool. And yeah, is that exactly. what we're assuming? That's, like, that's, okay. what, that's how we look up. I mean, I guess that's what we have to assume. <laughs> that's, how we, that's how we treat fossil fuels now. I mean, obviously, yeah. at some point, fossil fuels are going to run out because they're based off, like, the dead carcasses of of dinosaurs you know that's mm-hmm. what the fossil fuel and eventually we're going to run out of stuff we have no idea how much is left in the earth so it's the same thing we're, we're just using fossil fuels left and right like yeah we can do this forever but they are trying to develop alternate means of transportation but it's still not it's as effective spec- as fossil fuel mm-hmm. i can imagine that being the same thing in the future where We've got the lithium crystals everywhere. We can go yeah. anywhere we want. <laughs> and then now they're all gone. Yeah. It's like, oh, snap. Now what do now we do? Now what do we do? Right. Um, one thing else I wanted to point out to um, a couple other things. Were there a couple other things? Maybe we talked about. Okay. So we talked about uh, Michael and Book, their chemistry. Okay. Uh, oh, when the guy, the dilithium raider <laughs> with the big bug head. I thought that was funny that he ends up being a human. And I'm like... Leave it to Georgia to figure that out. Like, I'm not surprised, like, they didn't figure that out. He was just, like, faking it. Um, I thought that was kind of funny. Um, Adira. Let's see. What was I going to say about Adira? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, we were talking about this when it 
when we watched it the first time and the second time I watched it to see if something was said but yeah you're like you know we were saying how how did Adira know that they were looking for Senatal and I watched it back and there still was no clear right like answer for that I was specifically like looking the only thing I came up with was when I don't know if she's a commander or Captain Endoye who is from the United Earth like she pulled up you know information about Senatal on like whatever the thing that she used to like look up the information about about him. Um, so I'm like wondering if that's how Adira just I don't know if she like saw that when no, she you know she but wasn't there was Adira I know she wasn't there she wasn't there but I'm just wondering like because she had like when she was in the Jeffrey tube she was trying to figure out stuff and she had like something up as well like i don't know how they like they just you know opened up their their computer if you will Mm -hmm. like their whatever so i don't know if that's how she saw but yeah that was still unclear to me how she found out that they were looking for senatal so that was yeah i didn't find out the answer to that um and the final thing was the crew going down to earth and that final scene yeah i forgot about that yeah, where they're hugging the tree and they're, well, Tilly's hugging the tree and they're sitting around or whatever. That whole scene, the first time I saw it, I did not like it. The second time I still you liked <laughs> it even less. I liked it even less because it seemed forced. And the writing there, the dialogue was like really weird and I don't want to call it cheesy per se, but it was like, yeah, I used to study here too. And I don't know, it was just unnecessary. And then the slow camera you know the pull out of the camera and they're all standing there looking into this that was weird that was a really yeah, weird moment and i i didn't appreciate that moment. <laughs> so that's all i have to say about that episode okay yeah, yeah that episode ended on like a weird it was note. very weird and uh your boy Riker directed that one i think yeah jonathan frakes yeah that was like what you doing <laughs> well, that might, might not necessarily be his fault. You Maybe just, not. You gotta shoot know. what's written. So yeah, I, I, yeah, you're right. You're <laughs> that's right, what they you're wrote. Right. But um, the season uh, episode four. four. Mm-hmm. So this is the most recent episode, and now we get some more information or backstory on Adira. Right. Adira cannot remember how she came to be the host of the of the symbiont. So Burnham and the crew take her to Trill, the Trill homeworld, so hope the Trill can like help unlock her memories. The Trill are no longer a part of the Federation, but they welcome Discovery due to their need for new symbiont hosts. However, many of the Trill refuse to believe that a non-Trill can host <laughs> host a symbiont. I think they said it was like an abomination or something, mm-hmm. so they try to turn Adira away. Mm-hmm. Um, but... One of the uh, one of the trio actually decided that he was going to just kill them, kill Burnham and uh, and Adira, mm-hmm. while another trio who's sympathetic rescues the uh, you know it takes them to a the the cave where you know the trio symbionts usually like hang out and mm-hmm. like there's this whole it's a weird thing they just, they depicted it on Deep Space Nine with um, Jadzia, but it's this weird thing where like the trill symbionts are floating around swimming and then they have this they have the connection with the hosts mm-hmm. and they took uh Burnham took Adira there so like she can hopefully you know get her memories mm-hmm. back on who she is and, and figure out who the previous hosts were and um while they were there 
you Adira was able to unlock her memories and realize that she you know she had a boyfriend named Gray who was a uh, was a host of a symbiont and was killed and they took the symbiont out of Gray and put it inside of Adira and that revelation allowed Adira to unlock all the memories of her previous hosts and that was kind of like the main story of that episode and then the rest of the episode was about the crew just being on edge and suffering from PTSD and stress so Saru tries to have a dinner mm-hmm. <laughs> with the with the with the bridge crew mm-hmm. and Georgiou and Colber <laughs> which is weird because Okay, if the if it's a bridge crew dinner, why was Culver there? He's not, yeah. not part of the bridge crew. Right. What was he plus one for Stamets? Maybe. Like that doesn't make any sense, right? <laughs> but in any event, they had this dinner and it didn't go as planned. Everyone still ended up being stressed out. Kayla Detmer started like saying some crazy stuff about Stamets and the and the sick bay and the <laughs> blood was all over the place and she was just being like totally yeah. weird and that's just part of the whole I'm just tired of this whole Detmer thing because this is just weird why she's acting like this like yeah. with no explanation and uh, essentially that's kind of what happened and I'll tell you what I didn't like that episode <laughs> okay so I you know I just watched this again um, this one I actually kind of sped through to just kind of recap the whole Adira part but um, yeah I did I, I did watch a little bit of the other things too but yeah like this one so I'll say with this episode, I really actually enjoyed the Adira, the whole going to Trill or wherever they were, their home world. I enjoyed that part. It Now that part like felt kind of old school um, Star Trek, if you will, um, that whole going to this planet and, you know, whatever. I didn't like the whole crew. I didn't like anything with the crew, this uh, like the dinner and like the. I don't know the movie at the end of it you know they get together watch the movie i was okay whatever i don't know i yeah but i enjoyed the whole i enjoyed adira's whole story i thought that was really well it was well done you know and um i thought it was it was interesting i'll say it like that it was interesting to me um to see all of that maybe a little drawn out at some of the parts now you know as i rewatched it um you know Adira's trying to fight it and like no go away you know like that whole uh so annoying sometimes I just want people to just submit <laughs> you know like wow. come, like want people to submit uh, okay you're getting too you're getting feisty <laughs> I'm not getting feisty I'm just that is an interesting you no know, you know expression. what I mean like submit on tv to what is going to help them like when you have these shows and somebody needs to get something to help them and they was they want to fight it and it i don't that doesn't i don't like that sort of drama if you will like i'd rather she be willing like what i would like to see or would have liked to see is her go in she goes into the the pool she submits to it and then it becomes like a struggle from that, like at that point where she submitted willingly. She thought it was all going to be good, whatever. And then all these like memories of her and Gray come up, which were painful. And then she's like, oh my God, like I can't do that. Like then, like, I don't know. I like that sort of, if I wrote this, I would write it like that as opposed to just her stopping. I don't know. Like it was just annoying. Um, and I thought it like 
you know, and then Michael's trying to calm her, like, you need to do this, and this is for you, and like, I, I yeah, so I would have done that differently if it were me, but it was not, so um, I still enjoyed that part. I thought it was cool, like, how, you know, all of the special effects for that was cool. Um, yeah, so going back to the crew, yeah, that whole dinner, I hated that. <laughs> it was annoying. Kayla was annoying. I want to, now I can say this about Kayla. It's like, do, do you realize, like, they spent four episodes dealing with Kayla and this weird, like, she's out of it, she's glossed over, only to finish at the end of this episode with Colbert. Yeah, I think I need to talk. What? Exactly. That, no, 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 something is wrong with you. <laughs> like, you've got an alien inside of you or something. Like, there has to be more than, than just that. Because when she started freaking out at the dinner table... I, you know, she's trying, they, they were trying to come up with haikus, you know, and so that's when she was, like, saying all the stuff about stamets and the blood, and and yeah. I thought she was about to, I thought, like, her eyes were going to turn black, and something was going to happen, and nothing happened. Yeah. it was like, that just went nowhere. <laughs> I just really thought something was going to, like, pop out of her head, I don't know, I just thought something was going to be, like, really, really wrong with her, and no, she just needs to talk, I, that, that was... I mean, it was disappointing. It, it, they did a terrible job of depicting that. If they was trying to depict uh, the crew's struggle with PTSD and and specifically her struggles mm-hmm. with it, they did a horrible yeah. job of doing it. Yeah. Like that was poorly written, man. Yeah. That was so bad. That was terrible. So other than um, that part, and yeah. Um, yeah, that's all I had as far as my notes. I just wanted to go, I just wanted to, uh, rewatch that part just to see the Adira thing again, because I did enjoy it and just get more details that I missed. Like, I, I didn't know where they were, her and, uh, Adira and Gray, I didn't know where they were. And so, yeah, I went to see that, yeah, they were on, she said, a generation ship and they, um, were looking for a federation ship, um, for help. And then, um, she described her and Gray as orphans. So they just kind of like found each other on the ship and, you know, got close. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so that's, that was kind of that. Cause I, I, like, I just missed so much. So a lot of dialogue for some reason, I'm just like missing <laughs> watching these. Well, um, if I can yeah. jump in. Yes, you can. I, I would say <laughs> that I don't think you're alone in that. And that's okay. one, I, I do enjoy the show. Mm-hmm. I'm going to preface my comments by saying I do enjoy the show for the most part. Yeah. But there are things about it I do not like. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and one of which is I, I think they've taken too much of the whole aesthetic from the J.J. Abrams Star Trek films mm-hmm. where the, this show is just way too fast and frenetic. Like it doesn't take its time with stuff. Mm-hmm. And I don't. I'm not a fan of that. I'm not a fan of how everything is rushed. Like, they Mm. rush through so much plot on this show. Yeah. Where it's like nothing is is allowed to breathe. Like, there's no no storyline that's allowed to breathe and grow. Um, No characters are allowed to really get any real growth or you you get any insight into them or Mm -hmm. they're not written to increase the character's depth because it's always like rush 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 to the next thing yeah i mean especially like season one definitely and then season two 
uh, to a slightly lesser extent. Mm-hmm. And this one, it's kind of like we're just kind of jumping from thing to thing to thing mm-hmm. without them like really exploring stuff. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, it's evident. Like, and my complaint about because I'm, I mean, I'm a fan of generally of ensemble shows where people get to, you know, everyone gets involved in things and 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 the. And the, and the in the plots and in the stories. Yeah. But especially when it comes to Star Trek. Yeah. And, you know, TNG was an ensemble cast. Yeah. I mean, for the most part, everyone got their little shine. Everyone got some showcase episodes and storylines. Mm-hmm. And you got to learn more about the characters. And definitely Deep Space Nine was. most definitely an ensemble show. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Discovery is like, all right, it's the Burnham show. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, I mean, I know the focus... I know they changed the way the, the show was going to be done from the initial, Brian Fuller was initially running it, so they kind of like came up with this new concept. Yeah. But still, I feel like it's just like the Burnham show and then, you know, everyone else is just kind of around because like, we have this bridge crew who we don't know I mean, we really don't know anyone's name. Like, you couldn't even remember the black guy. I couldn't name. remember the Bryce. black guy. Bryce. See, Bryce is the black guy. <laughs> the Asian guy is Reese. Reese. <laughs> then you got Detmer. Yeah. And then you got, like, what's her face? Uh, Lieutenant Nielsen. She's the blonde woman. Okay, yeah. And then um, the African woman, Owasekun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Joanne Owasekun. And, like, you know how much str- struggle I had trying to come up with their names? I had to look up their names because I never remember them. Like, we're... We are like thirty episodes into this show, mm-hmm. and like you hardly even know the bridge. Well, I feel name. like the first season you didn't even. Yeah, they didn't even. They like, didn't even they mention them. They didn't Did mention they? the names to like the end, end of the season. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and it's like okay, so you got this bridge crew of like five people who you don't really substantially or materially involved in the plot. Then you have Tilly and Stamets, where Stamets was supposed to be the the science guy, spore guy, and Tilly was assisting him. Mm-hmm. Then Colbert is the doctor. <clears throat> right. And then Jet Reno is new as she's now the engineer, I guess. Like, they never explained uh, that. Yeah. Discovery even had yeah. their own engineer because she was from another That's ship. That's true, yeah. And I just feel like there's so many characters, like, they don't even try to develop some. And yeah. that's just a big annoyance because I like ensemble shows. And I, and I think the, the storytelling would be better served if you develop the bridge crew like why are mm-hmm. they there like it's kind of ridiculous they're there and they don't get to do anything or say anything mm-hmm. except for once in a while so that's why when this thing happened with detmer it felt cheap because it's mm-hmm. like you don't even do anything with them like mm-hmm. you never do anything with the bridge crew now all of a sudden detmer has a concussion <laughs> yeah she's wandering around the ship and like okay i'm supposed to care about this like yeah you guys got to do something more with these characters mm-hmm it can be said about Ariam too when she was there and then this whole right. thing happens with her and then it was like, okay, she's gone. Yeah, like Ariam's gone and everyone was like sad about it. I'm like, dude, like we barely knew Ariam's <laughs> name. We learned her name the episode before she died. Yeah. Like that was sort of ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And that leads me to my next point. As I was saying all that to get to the next point, now it's been officially announced. I mean, see, Discovery is, is coming back for season four. I mean, right. that's a foregone conclusion. But now they've added... Adira and Gray, um, those characters to like the main cast for next season. Really? For season four. Wow. And I'm like, okay, why are you adding these new characters? Mm-hmm. You we already got characters on this ship <laughs> in this <laughs> who cast we don't know. <laughs> who we don't know that you don't spend enough time with that you can really explore 
something with these characters, and now mm-hmm. you're adding new characters. And to be quite honest, I don't even care for these new characters. I really don't. Like, and I I don't care. It's, it just seems forced that they're forcing these yeah. characters on us. And before anyone gets upset, no, it has nothing to do with the show being too woke or anything like that. It's just a matter of we already have characters on the show that you can mine for several characters, for stories. Yeah. And now they're adding two more who, quite frankly, aren't that interesting. Like, we've already had a Trill character in Deep Space Nine, and we got to learn a lot about the Trill species. Mm-hmm. So adding Adira doesn't really, like, get us any more to that. And then now it seems like it's going to be a weird thing where, like, Grey is still going to be with Adira. Yeah, and that whole thing, of, yeah, in the last episode, too. Uh, yeah, as part that. of, like, I guess her consciousness. And, you know, think about, for people of you who have watched, like, The Umbrella Academy, think about, like, Klaus and Ben. Well, how Klaus can see the dead, and Klaus sees Ben, and Ben is always with Klaus, and, like, he's the only one who can talk to to Ben and vice versa, and Ben's with Klaus the entire run of the show, of the mm-hmm. Umbrella Academy, it's going to be the same thing with this. It's mm-hmm. like Grey is going to be just, I guess, hanging out on the side, <laughs> talking to Adira, and like, why? This is just so unnecessary. Yeah, I, I don't know what they will do with her, but the only thing I can think of is that, like, you know, they were saying how Stamets was like, yeah, or well, Tilly, both Tilly and Stamets, I guess, were kind of alluding to, she's like really, like, smart. You know, she's young and she's really smart and she like figured out like how to, you know, do whatever she did to the to the to the ship to, you know, stop them, stop the rest of the uh, defense, you know, crew from getting off the ship, you know, sabotaging their like transporters or whatever. And so that was the only little thing I can think of that maybe that's going to be her thing. Like she's going to be like exceptionally like brilliant and going to figure out some stuff later on down the road for them. I don't know. I didn't know she was going to be on the show. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it just announced that in the last couple of days. Okay. So that's, but that's unnecessary. Like I just feel like you already have a pretty robust cast. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, between Saru, Burnham, Georgiou, Tilly, Stamets, Colbert, and then the yeah. bridge crew, and then whatever guest stars for this season, like David Ajala's book, mm-hmm. you don't need to add two more characters who, quite frankly to me, aren't going to add anything to the narrative or to the universe or the mythology mm-hmm. of, of Star Trek. Like, I'd rather learn more about the bridge crew. Like, have them... Mm-hmm. And, and Nan, I forgot about her. Nan is yeah. on the show now. You know, like, are we gonna get anything with her? Like, yeah, you know, she because she was like came over as from like security, right? Like, is she just gonna be in the background and uh. she'll she'll make one one or two lines an episode in a meeting somewhere in the in the in the ward room and that's it? I don't know, but you know, I just realized too, like now with Adira joining the crew, like we know more about her than we do about the other people that's been on the show since exactly. season one. <laughs> We know her whole, well, not her whole little bit, but quite, quite enough in a sense of like a really personal, we know a really personal aspect of her life. We know nothing about any of the crew except for obviously uh, Saru and and Michael. Yeah. We don't, and I I, I feel like that to me, that is a mistake of the writers where you're just missing out. Mm-hmm. On so much storytelling, yeah, um, you know, so much storytelling, like nuggets you can you could work with. We have the actual crew there. 
you can we can learn a little bit more about these people. They could be involved in different missions and plots. I mean, D Six Nine did it so well where you know Avery Brooks was the quote unquote star of the show. He was the biggest name because he coming off of Spencer for Hire and A Man Called Hawk, but they were able to make it a balanced show where mm-hmm. everyone got episodes. And, like, so many, like, so-called minor characters were able to elevate to be, like, major players in the in the overall right. arc of the show. Right. And I just wish that Discovery would do that with these, with these characters. I just feel like we're being cheated when you're just going to, you know, and it, it's, it's kind of like, and the way they did it last year, last season two, and they did it season one. Like season uh-huh. one, we had Lorca, but he didn't yeah. stay for the whole run. He was just for season one. And then season two was the same thing where they brought on Captain Pike and yeah. they brought on number one and they brought on Spock. It's like, okay, I can understand this is a story you're trying to tell, but it's at the expense of the characters you already have. When you yeah. bring in new characters, it's kind of like, okay, we're going to bring in these new people. You got to put the other people to the back. It's yeah. just like Saturday Night Live, where I've said Saturday Night Live yeah. the last couple of seasons where... This season, Sunday Life has 20 cast members. They have like 15 regulars and like five repertory players, mm-hmm. but yet they keep bringing in these guest stars to do roles. Yeah, all My, the older people. Maya Rudolph <laughs> and Jim Carrey and Alec Baldwin, and mm-hmm. then and they keep doing it. They've been doing it for the last couple of years. I'm like, you've got 20 people that you pay every week to do this show. Why do you keep bringing in new mm-hmm. guest people where basically it's at the expense of the existing folks and mm-hmm. you're losing something there? You're yeah. losing the chemistry. You're losing the the cohesive storytelling when that happens, and I don't know if 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 Discovery is going to ch- change that. I mean, it looks like yeah. this is the show it is. Like, it, it can't be the show that I wanted to be. It looks like this is just the show it's going to be. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the rest of this season plays out. If they will get to finally talking about people, you know, giving some more background with all these other with with the characters that they have. We shall see. Yeah, so I mean, those 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 are my my big complaints. But I still, mm-hmm. you know, I still enjoy the show. I mean, it's yeah, there's things I don't like, but I just think it's it's sad that people think that like, well, this isn't Star Trek. This is what Star Trek is, and it's like it it's it's a it's a new show that's made for you know the the twenty first century. You know mm-hmm. the other Star Trek. It, it's it's made to go in, to coincide or match with the type of TV shows we have now. Yeah, type of TV shows now are short run shows. A lot of them are serial. I mean, it's a streaming world. You have all these shows that are continuous storylines. Yeah, they're like twelve, thirteen episodes, ten episodes, mm-hmm. and they burn through like a lot of plot. And that's kind of what they are. And it's like. You know, it's just kind of silly. Thing. Well, this is a Star Trek. It's like, well, just enjoy it for what it is. Like, yeah. you still have yeah. Star Trek. You have, like, 500 hours of previous <laughs> Star Trek to watch. I right. Mean, not even 500 hours. I think at 177, 177, that's like 520 and, like, another. No, you got, like, 700 hours <laughs> of Star Trek television mm. to watch if you watch Star Trek. You have right. 10 films of original cast and TNG if you want to watch. You have all the comic books and things. Like, it's the city to harp on this show. I know I'm, like, going off on a tangent, yeah. but I just... Well, I, no, people like to hate watch. And, yeah. And then hate, like, and and even though we had a lot of kind of negative things to say this time around about these first first few episodes, um, we both enjoy the show. Like, I've loved... I've, I, I really like the show. I like seeing new... 
iter- I mean, that's one of the great things that the show, you know, Star Trek has endured because you can kind of see new iterations of it. And yeah, they have to create a show for this time, right? The the times that we are living in. So it is going to be obviously more and more diverse crew, which is great. And I just want to reiterate, we're not harping on the fact that they're bringing on, you know, diverse characters or anything like that. But like, you know, we were saying, like they have like quite a large cast right now and and we don't know any of those people on there. So that's what I would like to see them, uh, you know, kind of get to. Uh, the writing also, in my opinion, can be a little bit tighter. But yeah, um, I, I don't I don't mind like, I guess the overall general direction of where they're trying to go with discovery. I, I think that it has a lot of potential. And so I don't know what, you know, is going on behind the scenes. I don't I don't read into any of the, you know, um, background about production or anything like that. Um, I just watch for what it is and, you know, and just enjoy it for for what it is or, or try to enjoy it for what it is. But, yeah, I see a lot of people that I think are kind of hate watching it. And, yeah, you hear a lot of the or read a lot of the, oh, this isn't like the Star Trek. Well, yeah, it, it's it's new. It's different. It's like you know, it, it is what it is right now. And if you don't like it, don't, don't watch it. <laughs> I mean, it's I don't so understand. Simple. It's amazing that people don't want to stop watching stuff they don't like. Like, it's weird. I, I don't hate watch stuff. Like, if, I, if I'm watching a show, no. Yeah, if, if no, I'm watching I know. a show and, like, eventually, like, it gets to the point where it's like, you know what, I don't enjoy this anymore, I stop watching. I did that with Homeland. Like, I watched, like, mm-hmm. five seasons of Homeland. I was like, you know what, I'm done. Like, this is getting stupid now. This is ridiculous. So I stopped watching it. Like, People have to learn to stop watching stuff. If yeah, I didn't like Discovery, then I would say, I'm not watching Discovery Yeah, anymore. there's too much TV out there. I mean, you saw a lot of that when Game of Thrones was on. And I couldn't believe how many comments of people saying, like, oh, this, you know, was so bad. And, like, actually the show started to suck after season five. And I'm like, so you watched three more seasons? Like, what are you doing? Like, like you didn't have to. You no didn't one, have no to. No forced you to. It's so weird. Yeah, I've watched, I stopped watching shows all the time. And I don't feel, like, obligated at all just because I put in, like, two, three seasons. I mean, if it starts to get bad, it's bad. Like, just move on. I finally moved on from Grey's Anatomy. And that, I watched a lot of that. And, you yeah, know, you moved on, like, that was, like, Eight years ago. <laughs> I, I haven't, I can't believe it's still on sometimes. But yeah, like I stopped watching, I think season 12 though. I think, or maybe 11. I don't remember. It's been a minute since I've watched Grey's Anatomy. But yeah, like if you, yeah, just watch stuff just to like to hate. Like I don't understand the purpose of that. You're wasting so much time. <laughs> like go find other shows. There's so much great TV out there. Yes, other things you could do, other shows, like just. Chill, man. If, mm-hmm. if you don't like it, it ain't for you. Move on. Yeah. You know, just stop watching it, man. Like, yeah. So, yeah, we will um, be back at some point to talk more Discovery as the season goes on. I don't know how many more episodes we'll watch before we come back. Maybe three more or something like that. Yeah, maybe four. Maybe four. Okay. Yeah. So we'll be back. So if you enjoyed this, we uh, hope to see you back um, to listen to more of our Star Trek Discovery uh, talk. Yeah. And be sure to, you know, check out our other podcasts and yes. other things we talk about. We, we try to do this as 
as we can, as our our schedule permits. But please check out uh, all our other episodes where we talk about different things and music and television and movies. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, just check us out. All right. That's it, people. All right. Thanks, everyone. Thanks. Bye. Bye.